Um, hey. Should we, should we talk about family some more? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, let's do it. Let's talk about my family. Yay! Welcome to Good Life at Midlife. Welcome to Good Life at Midlife. Here's the term. What's the term? Emotionally, oh, emotionally compromised. Emotionally compromised. A dessert? What kind of dessert yeah, would you be? Pretty tasty. <laughs> Something some fatty. Anyways, okay, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm uncomfortable. Uh, just, I, 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 I love it when you're uncomfortable because it really yeah, happens. I, so. Yeah, but DJ Echo sounds like you're a midlife crisis guy who likes to spin on the sides of strip clubs. I've got a decent job. Well, it's better than you. You don't have a job, but you know, I'm my. <laughs> I prefer fun employed. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, man. So a big topic, right? We we covered a lot of ground, scorched earth, if you will, in the previous <laughs> past, episode. Absolutely. Um, you know what? I was thinking, uh, for someone that may have tripped upon this show like right now. Like, like, what the hell is the show about? Like, what, 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 what are they going to get if they click on to an episode of Good Life at Midlife? They're going to get a random grab bag of topics surrounding uh, midlife and the trials and tribulations therein. Trials and tribulations. I like that. I like that. That's, that's true. I mean, I mean we've, we've been at this for about a year now. Yep. And it's been a real... Like you said, like mixed bag of all sorts of topics, and one of them that we touched on yesterday, which it's funny that it took us this long to kind of get around to it, like family and family dynamics. And again, like many of the episodes, we you ask a question, and then an hour later, uh, when I've caught the episode's the bread, over, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what we didn't do was was really dive into your family history. And uh, it's going to be interesting because every time we sit down and record an episode, we learn so much about each other. Fact. So, family. I said it's bullshit. What's your opinion? Uh, <laughs> my my past is significantly less colorful and sad than yours. Um, I was loved by my family. <laughs> and I didn't have to go live with random strangers tender ages i knew them i knew them <laughs> they weren't random they were completely strange not all of them but uh no so but it's it's interesting one of the i, I don't know when you uh told me about your your history and the fact that you you were adopted i was yeah and i i don't this mm-hmm. sound funny that's no, not true i had a girlfriend who was adopted in high school oh, yeah. um she but, was adopted in high school What's that? Was it was a really, it was a really tough period for her, right? You know, it was right she in the middle of the She was 17 years dead. old, grade 11. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Anyways. <laughs> so for you, like, uh, that, can be, that can be tough for someone to kind of go, oh, wait a minute. I'm not really your son. This isn't really my family. How old were you when you found out? And what kind of impact did it have on you? How did it come up? Um. Yeah, it. I want to make up a good story. It was your. It was your older brother who uh, was not adopted. He's just like you're not really real. Exactly. I was 18 <laughs> years old. <laughs> um, no, I. I think my parents did it right in that. I don't remember ever not knowing. Like I was just. It was just. There it was, was just nothing there. hidden. It was just. I was raised as yeah, you're adopted, and 
I mean, it wasn't anyone, anyone with any type of subjectivity would look at our family and go, okay, so, you know, dad is a little over six feet. Uh, brother is six foot three. Uh, You're the runt. Mom is five, seven. They're all blonde or red haired. And then there's little Lukey. With a dark curly afro, right? <laughs> he did have a curly afro. <laughs> yeah, and it was like one of these things is not like the other. Um, but yeah, it was just even as a little. Do you know what's funny though when it comes to the height thing? Uh, if we can bring it back to me for a second, if, it if wouldn't you, be an episode. <laughs> if you take a look at if you take a look at my family, my father was a short man. He was probably about like five. Uh, I don't know, maybe five, five seven. My mom is really small, like maybe 5'2". Both my siblings, and as we discussed, they have a different father than me, but they're super short. My brother's like maybe 5'6", and my sister's like, you know, 5'2". Yeah. And then there's me at a whopping like 5'10 and 3 quarters. And you're it always, giant. It always looked funny in, in family photos. And we're like, oh, why are, you so, why are you so much bigger than the rest <laughs> of your, your siblings? I'm like, thank God for the mailman. Yeah. <laughs> I was fed. <laughs> um. But yeah, I remember as a little, little guy being read from a story that was about being adopted. No. And so it was just like, that was do you think they handed that stories. out at the adoption centers? Hey, you're going to need this one for bedtime. Here's so. your, here's your adoption kit. <laughs> Starter kit. <laughs> comes with a bedtime story. A, you know, don't worry, you're actually real. You're a real person sticker. Um, so I remember that book. <laughs> And ironically, I remember this, we had this other book and it was like one of those golden books, you know, that has the golden spine. Like yes. It's a classic. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it was, it was like little Danny, the black sheep lamb. <laughs> <laughs> and it had nothing to do with being adopted or anything, but it was just, that was one of like, air quotes, my books. Um, and so I was kind of identified as a black sheep. So what I'm gathering from me is it just wasn't a big deal. Like it just, it is what it is. And. From from the growing up in my like, where do I fit in in my family perspective? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. Okay, because you always hear the stories of like maybe when uh, a kid was like ten, eleven, twelve, they're like you said, come to like realizations like, God, something's kind of something's kind of off here, right? Yeah. So uh, and then when they do find that realization, it can be a little bit of a mind fuck, right? But for you, it's just it's just kind of what it was. You were always aware of it, so. It didn't have that big aha moment that could have been, you know, emotionally crushing, right? So yeah, I mean, there was some there's some background stuff that come with it, but such as such as like I I remember having uh, struggled with in my late teens, early twenties zone when you're kind of coming into your own your own, your own person kind of thing of oh was I like the product of rape or something like, mm-hmm. that really bothered me the concept of. Oh, my mom got raped by some guy in an alley, and hi, <laughs> you know, here comes Lukey. Uh, that that sucked. We shouldn't laugh at that stuff. But why? Why do we laugh at that stuff? I don't know. Because that's you always got to put a humorous slant on things to kind of deal with how sad life is. That's how yeah, terrible men deal with their sense of emotions. So, um, I, I know it's different in uh, in North America. I think the birth parents. They do hold on to a significant amount of rights, do they not? Or were they completely given up when uh, you were put up for adoption? 
they give up 100% of their 100%, rights. 100%, right? Yeah. It was like... Maybe it's the states I'm thinking about. Maybe it's the states. There's still quite a bit of rights that the um, birth parents hold as far as if it's a product of the, the child was conceived under strenuous circumstances or that it was unfit parents they have opportunities to get themselves settled and on their feet and they can get custody back again i, I may be pulling this out of my ass i may have watched it in like a law and order so you know this is not research <laughs> it was on SVU. yeah exactly so i'd be curious anyone who's listening who knows I'd, I'd be i'd be curious to know the the actual facts of the stuff i spit out but um yeah i don't i don't think that was that was the case in in canada anyway there was a a significant change about 25 years ago mm-hmm. that like before before this change i'm going to talk about the once you're given up for adoption like that's it you never contact your parents again they never Game contact over. you it's like that's see ya and then uh 25 years ago they put in a thing where it was like a two system voting. So the birth parents, if they want to be able to contact you or be contacted, they put in like a yes vote and the adopt adoptee, the adoptive parent, adoptive kid. Okay. No, like the, the kid. Oh, the kid. Yeah. Assuming they're of legal age or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they put in a, you know, like a thumbs up. Yes. Vote. If they're open to being connected or want to connect, blah, 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 blah. So, uh, that came about, and and I'm a pretty open guy. I was like, ah, if someone wants to contact me, go ahead. So I put in a sure sure vote. Uh, and shortly after, my birth mom, I got through like a social service agency or whatever. I got it's like a third party type deal. Yeah, I got a letter from from my birth mom, and so I exchanged letters with her for a little bit. What did you learn? <laughs> so I learned I wasn't the product of rape, <laughs> which is so. How did that come up? It's like, hey. Was this a, like a rapey situation or <laughs> was it like a hard rape? No, um, <laughs> or tender. I'm gonna have to edit that. Out. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, I'll save you a honestly, if, for, for anyone that's easily offended, again, we're not trying to be offensive. It's just that's the way we look at things. That's things how I terrible. deal with my emotions. It's like we, we like, isn't this a funny slant on something that's absolutely horrible? So, no, no, no hate tweets, please. Please. Not that you'll find us. No. No hot male, angry hot male. <laughs> angry hot male. Yeah, exactly. Actually, rant. please do, because that's a ghost town in there. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so I uh, learned that, you know, she was 17, 18, and okay. he was 18, 19. And kids. Just kids uh, were, you know, in love or dating or whatever at the time and got themselves into a sticky situation. And back in those days, it wasn't like, you didn't have many options is either you get married at a ridiculously young age or you give it up for adoption. And that's what she did. So thanks to that. I wasn't aborted or anything. So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a win for me. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Go on. So, and I guess the, the other thing that I've been mostly curious about, uh, through my life is I, you know, I had very good parents, adoptive parents, so I don't feel like there's a big gaping hole of I need to meet my birth parents because they don't know who I am. Because like I touched on my uh, my high school girlfriend, she was uh, she was adopted and uh, her uh, I think she went through that scenario. I explained of finding out maybe when she was like nine, eight, ten, and it was kind of earth shattering for her. 
and her adoptive parents were very, very nice people, but uh, like very cold oh. in, in, in a way that like they were very polite. They were, um, yeah, I'd go over there and that's the only way I could describe it. It was just cold and her, her mother was so quiet and her father wasn't bursting with personality and uh, she, as in my my girlfriend at the time, was not that. Like she had energy, and you know, was very foreign for her. I think the more when when she realized it, and maybe started to emotionally distance herself from her parents. So she very much wanted to to connect with her her birth parents, and I think down the road she did. Back when I was on Facebook, I saw that she had actually met her mother, and I remember yeah. reaching out to her, and I was like, "How was that?" She's like. It's amazing, and I I feel whole, and I'm like, oh, it's that's great, that's great to hear. But for you, you said you didn't have that gap or that that void. No, uh, my my biggest second biggest concern after the rapey thing was more my medical history. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you brought that up. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a big thing for me. So what you know, do I have any skeletons in my closet that you know everybody in my family dies of a heart attack at? 50 or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that why you're so like ultra got to be in shape working out all the time? That's part of it oh, yeah. for sure. Cause I, I don't know what I got really in my, so on my <clears throat> mother's side, uh, she said, you know, really healthy on her side, my birth mother or my, yeah, my birth mother, um, all living into their late eighties, doing consistent good runs. Yeah. One consistent thing is a gallbladder problem, but uh, other than that, they're all all good. Uh, didn't know much about my birth father. I guess they lost. They just touch. lost touch? Yeah. Um, but I did learn that my birth father died at 44. Oh, wow. So that that at the time was a big like, yeah. oh, fuck, which, did, which really put fuel on the fire of the fuck. Okay, what do I got? Yeah, yeah, in yeah. My closet? Did she, did, did you know of what? No. Oh, just had, she sent me a copy of the obituary. obituary. Oh wow, fuck forty. Isn't that fucked up? Now, like I am forty four. Yeah, you're forty seven. Yeah, and it's like wow, like that's. I feel I still feel young, right? Totally. Like, I know with our big gray beards now, I don't look young, but <laughs> it's wow, forty four. Great Gandalf. Remember, <laughs> remember, remember being like like sixteen, twenty, twenty one, and you're thinking of like forty four. It's like. That's retirement age, right? Like, 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 like in your <laughs> mind, ancient, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm a 44, and fuck, I, I don't feel old. That's really young, man. Yeah. So that was that was disturbing. Um, Forgive me for yawning. I. Uh, what time is it now? We're recording this on a Friday at like noon, and uh, I was on standby, and I got called out at like three in the morning, and got home at like just after seven, and then you texted me, which felt like 45 minutes later, going, "Hey." You're gonna record? I'm like, uh, uh, uh I'm sleeping. <laughs> you texted me at seven. I'm I like, did because oh, I when I got home, I was like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know, it's I'm like sure, let's go. Let's yeah, go like, oh, I'm like, so Why? tired. So I, I'm running on like uh, not not much not much fuel and energy. Although I did have two bowls of frosted flakes before you got here. Oh, quality and, and coffee. Yeah, I know. Sugar buzz, you know, to get me through the show and then conk out. I've heard they're great. <laughs> I see hey. what you did there. Um, so, anyways, uh, as we get back on course, so you had some correspondence with your with your mom. I remember yep. you talking about it like years ago. Like I even think you were at that house you were when we met back in yeah. like mid two um, thousands. And when it kind of came up, you're like, 
very dismissive about it. Like, yeah, nah, nah, I don't, not, not really interested. So interested enough that you guys had some letters back and forth. Did she ever re- reach out to the, you know, interest of meeting up? Oh, yeah. So we exchanged maybe three letters. It was probably like three on her side, two on my side. I don't know, whatever. Um, and to the, towards the third, after it kind of, I got all, all the information I want. She's like, oh, I'd really like to meet. Uh, oh, and she, I've got two half sisters. Oh, yeah. Oh. So she had sent me pictures of like their school pictures back then, right? Um, They're probably grade nine, ten. I don't know. Uh, I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat. And like those were those were current at the time. Yeah. They, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So she sent me a picture of her and her two daughters, and then I sent them a picture of me. Um, was it that shirtless one that you sent me? That'd be pretty. It was well. <laughs> yeah. It was that one. The one, I'm on the bearskin rug. Yeah. Hey, mom. Check this out. Uh, you made this. <laughs> be very proud of yourself. <laughs> uh, and I'd send a picture back to her, and you know, her reply back was, oh, you look a lot like your father. Mm. I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't help me. But um, And then she's like, oh, I'd really like to meet up. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I don't. But Okay, two questions. Um, where does she, where she live? Don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm guessing lower like mainland somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no one actually knows. Wow, why not? I don't. Two things. One, I don't really have a major interest. My wife has much more of an interest than I do. Yeah. Uh, and two, my parents uh, would will you say they're cool with it, yeah. but it would be devastating to my mom. Okay. Um, so I'm like, well, if I don't really care. And it would, no, you know, I, even though she'll say, you know, you can do what you want. I, I respect that. I, I respect that. That's actually quite noble and there's a part of that like listen i don't owe you anything these people are the ones that raised me and shaped me and no disrespect to you but like a term you've used before like zero net benefit in in that for you so yeah yeah i guess i'm just looking at it from my perspective i would i would be very curious i think that would be something that uh I don't know if I'd be able to not open that door. Maybe it's just because of like, you know, my family history. It's like, hopefully there's another option out there. (laughs) I'll try door number eight. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Open the box. Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) But, uh, oh yeah, no, I mean, fair enough. And and that was what, uh, what, 15 years ago that you guys had the correspondence? No, like 25 years ago. 25 years ago. And that's just, that's nothing. And so, which is, uh, Kudos to her because I said, you know, and I thanked her for doing what she did and all yeah. that, and and she should be happy that I got you did the right thing. Exactly, you, you did the right thing. I'm happy. All worked out. Yeah, awesome. Thumbs up. And you know, I said, hey, I'm not interested in going further. And she fucked right off. Like so, yeah. Yeah, there, good for her. There are some people out there that would be like, okay, and then keep coming back and just you know niggling, and she just like, nope. So no, that's big a, props to her because that not everybody does that. Right? Overall, that sounds relatively healthy. Yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty good, right? Because, like like you said, sometimes people just can't let go. No, but and she knows my my new like my name now or whatever, right? And so it not, it's not hard to find. Did you have? Did you said like new name? Did you have a name before? Well, I'm sure she had a name for me. Oh, did uh, she tell you what it was? She probably did. Was it like I've Nathaniel got, or I've got some Wolfgang? weird. <laughs> Fuck you, you! You'd fit Wolfgang. It was Ezekiel. Ezekiel. <laughs> um, she might have. I don't. I don't remember. 
Yeah, that'd be that'd be kind of a mind. Because I always remember my my mom telling me the other names that she had yeah. for me, and I'm like, thank Christ. I, I I I never met a Jeff I liked. I'm really glad I wasn't a Jeff. My my other one from my adopted parents was Brian. And most people I tell that to go, yeah, you could be a Brian. Yeah, I could definitely see you as a <laughs> yeah, Brian. Yeah, 100%. So to me, it's like, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> you yeah. just got one of those faces that fits names. I'm, it's because it's just a beige face. It's like, you can say anything. You are definitely, you are definitely like that classic blend into the background yeah. type guy. Like, not unattractive, not overly hot, just kind of, <laughs> just kind of unremarkable. <laughs> You'd make a perfect assassin. It's true. I am the gray man. I'm Jason Bourne. Oh, shit. That was fun. I like making fun of you sometimes. It's, it's a really nice change neat. of pace. That's going to be the song now. <laughs> <laughs> You're unremarkable. So, uh, okay. I mean, that's that's the, that's the heavy stuff when it comes to your family history, the, the spicy stuff. So the rest of it's just boring? Pretty much. Yeah? Well... I haven't talked to my brother in 15 years. There we go. That's what I was waiting for. Sibling issues. Oh, and this is your part to continue. Oh, okay. Um, What's his fucking problem? What's his deal? So it's... What's his name? How can we find him on like social media? <laughs> Why are you such a dick, bro? I don't know if he's on social media. Um, Yeah. So it all started... It really... What was it like when you guys were kids? Like when you guys were kids, there's an age gap of what, like three years? Three years, yeah. That's that's pretty decent. Like you know, like it's fine. Yeah. So were you guys chumming around, same interests, or? Um, we both played soccer. I think I played soccer because he started playing soccer. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I'm the younger brother, obviously. So, uh, which is funny because I always thought you were the older brother. I don't know why I got that messed up. For some reason, and I mentioned it on the last episode, I always thought. You were adopted because your parents weren't able to have kids, and then they were able to have kids. I'm like, oh, oh my god, we don't even need you anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I didn't realize it was the other way around. Yeah. So well, I think what normally, that- normally the older sibling is the more responsible kind of one, and I, I think it flipped for us. Um, so uh, it, it started with. It started in high school. Oh, sorry. Wait. So your question was, what were we like growing up? We were we were fine. Like we, if there was no one else to play with, we'd play soccer with each other or mm-hmm. whatever. But I never felt like we clicked. Like yeah, it was yeah. like if we weren't siblings, like I wouldn't hang out. With yeah, them, yeah, I guess. yeah. Yeah, it was, and it was always been like that. And. Once we got into the teenager zone, it was just like just a wider and wider totally, divide. Totally, totally yeah, wider. Yeah. And it's when I was thinking about this the other day, like I don't know if kids, like younger kids these days, get into fist fights. Like where they actually punch them, punch each other in the face. Really? You guys put punch each other in the face? Yeah. Wow. Like it and that was that was kind of you just it happens, yeah. right? Um I don't but see, like my my kids at best the littlest might throw a punch to the bigger one in the back. Like, like if he's really upset, <laughs> so I'm going to fuck your spine up. Man. I'm going to just like, it's just because that's a like rabbit a, punch, right? Yeah. And it's like, cause that's like a zone where you're not really going to do him too much damage, but you're going to let him know you're there. Yeah, kind of thing, yeah. Right. Whereas like, I remember, and again, the, the height difference was so, was so vast back then. Like I didn't hit my growth spurt until like 17 kind of thing. Right. So I remember having to jump, 
to punch him in the face. Superman punch. Yeah. Nice. Like jump up, whack. Right. Did you connect? Oh yeah. Fuck, you must have been fast, man. I, I was I was very fast as a kid in general, like just a quick They call they didn't call you Ninja Luke for nothing. No. No, they didn't. That was that's where <laughs> I had that on a shirt that I wore everywhere. Uh which is bad when you're a ninja. Yeah, it's just bad. You sort of blowing your cover, right? You shouldn't advertise. Um and yeah, there was a there was a, a series of years where there were usually one punch fights. First to punch and the other one would cry, right? Yeah. And then I remember my brother finally got wise. Much like adult. Yeah. But- my my, finally, my brother finally got wise later on in his teens, and he's like, you know, look at me like, fuck, I'm I'm at least a foot and a half taller than you, and I outweigh you, even though he's a skinny guy. And he would just get me down on the ground and just fucking hammer ground me. and pound, just <laughs> like wailing on the scalp, and I'm just turtling because I got nothing. It was, uh, it, it was funny because I I wasn't able to have any of those experiences because there's such an age gap between me right. and all my siblings, but. I do remember one time uh, I was probably, oh shit, like maybe eight, nine years old. And so that would put my brother at like 16, 17 or whatever. And he was a short guy, but uh, he was like one of those overcompensate guys that mm-hmm. went heavy into bodybuilding. Oh, yeah. No confirmation, but some of it may be enhanced because he was fucking huge for like, it's like a little pit bull, right? Yeah, yeah. And I remember, you know, I was, uh, he was at home and he was on the phone with his girlfriend. And I was like, oh, come on, like, like let's play, let's watch. And he's just like, you know, like, fuck off. I just want to talk to my girlfriend. So he, he picked the phone up uh, out of where it sat in the kitchen and he went around the corner so he could just be away from me. And I was like, how can I get him to pay attention to me? And I looked over and... There was the there was the phone jack, right? <laughs> for 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 those children and kids out there, we <laughs> actually used to have the phone hardwired into the wall. And I pulled the I pulled the cord out and it was just like silence. And then you know when you're like uh you're like ooh, anticipating, like yeah, here yeah. I'm gonna get the attention I want now. And he started chasing me around the house and I was doing that little kid giggle as I'm being chased, <laughs> like this is everything I ever wanted. Yeah. And then I jumped on the couch and Fuck, when he finally caught up to me, he put one hand on, like, my hip to hold me down, and it was like a cannon. He was oh, like, boom, 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 like, right on my on my fucking thigh, yeah. and it hurt so much that I didn't even cry. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. And, and, and then he just casually got back up and plugged the phone in and finished his conversation, <laughs> and by the, time he, by the time he fucking got off the phone, I was... Finally, the tears were able to come out, and I was like staggering around the house. And he's like, "Tell you what, if we go to uh, if we go to the mall, I buy you a GI Joe. You won't tell Mama." I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, okay." And then I realized a formula: take a little bit of physical abuse, add to my GI Joe collection. Nice. So it was uh, it was a lot. Of, <laughs> people at school, teachers probably thought I was being abused at home by my parents. It's like, nah, it was worth it. Check out this snake eyes. This is amazing. <laughs> it was just my brother. <laughs> But uh, so anyways, yeah, you, you know, uh, teenage years, uh, you and your brother, that's when you really started to drift apart. Yeah, drift apart. And then like, was there, was there like an incident, like an inciting incident for us to not talk again? Yeah, sort of. So and then in when my brother was in uh, grade 12, he ended up dating this girl that was in grade 11. Right. And then. They stayed, he went to university, I think it was just towards the end of grade 12. Uh, so then he went to university down here, mm-hmm. um, but stayed connected with her and it's just, just drama ensued, right? 
the the whole thing that kicked it off in the beginning was did they have a kid together give it up for adoption and that really hit you dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you <laughs> that's my thing um uh so his girlfriend was from a mormon family oh my parents were pretty staunch christian whatever right were you guys brought up like like church and all that yeah shit? really yeah that's fuck okay, we got to do a show on religion Oh yeah, yeah. Write okay, good. Now I'll write that down. Um, and then religion so the, is bullshit too. By the way, spoilers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should just rename this show. Everything is bullshit. <laughs> Family's bullshit. Career is bullshit. Religion's bullshit. Um, and so my parents got some really terrible advice from their pastor, minister, whatever you call the guy, who said, you know, it's it's a cult. Get him out of there right now and. And okay. so my parents did some made some bad choices of trying to get him out of the relationship, which you know, if you know especially teenagers, that, spe- yeah, like, you, oh, you want to drive them towards each other more, yeah. <laughs> try to break them up, yeah. right? And so, you know, they did some bad things, which they admitted to later and apologized and like, hey, we got some bad advice, we did some stupid shit. Um, sorry about that, blah blah blah. Anyway, that was that's that was the catalyst that drove a whole bunch of weirdness between. That relationship. So my brother. Yeah, but how's up, that? How's that affect you? Like, so I'm, I'll get there. Oh, sorry. Uh, so you're allowed to talk for 50 yeah. minutes straight, but I can't. I was like, holy that. fuck! I, like this story's going on and on. <laughs> right? It's been it's been 45 <laughs> seconds. Um. So that my brother ended up marrying this. Okay. This girl, right? So married his first girlfriend, basically. Um. Which always, romantic? Always a good thing. Uh. And so that started an issue between my parents and that couple okay right so then they got over that eventually and my brother and his wife had kids and they lived my brother and his wife lived down here uh and then started having kids um and moved back up north okay right with the what we think is the unspoken uh concept of well we'll move back here and you know we'll do our work and Grandparents will look after the kids for free, oh. right? Which they came up and and kind of set themselves up for that. And my parents were like, "Well, we don't we, want to do that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. we we don't want to become daycare. We want to be grandparents, and we'll absolutely look after them. And if you're ever in a bind or anything, like for sure. Uh, and we want to be a big part of their life and stuff, but not the." We're not a free social service. Yeah, you? Johnny Punch Clock of okay, drop your kids off at six thirty and pick them up at seven. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. whatever, like fuck that. Which is like fuck, I, I can get that. Yeah, yeah. And so that started to cause an issue between them. And long story short, is they were just fucking awful to my parents. Like just fucking awful to the point of wouldn't let them see the kids anymore. And, you know, birthdays and Christmas would come and my parents would leave presents for them on the doorstep and they'd show up on their back on their doorstep unopened or whatever. And just like that kind of shithole behavior, right? Yeah. Like shithead yeah, yeah. behavior. And then it, my parents ended up <clears throat> moving uh, to the Okanagan yeah. to get away from them. And that's kind of where they ended up, air quotes, retiring, but just had to get out of there. And it just got to the point of, 
but my brother was trying to still be chummy with me. I'm like, well, how can you be such a dick to our parents? Like, I grew up with the same parents you did. Yeah, yeah. You know, sure, they got their flaws, but overall, they're pretty loving people yeah. trying to do the right thing. Just because things aren't going exactly how you want them to, it's not like, that's not, that's on you. It's not on them. Exactly. Thing. Yeah. Exactly. So at, at one point, I just like, okay, fuck, this doesn't, my parents are just fucking gutted by Don't this. you think that's interesting, too? Because, like, th- is that like a... Is that like a white culture thing? Because it's like we raise our kids and then off you go. Where you look at so many other cultures, the, 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 that family unit just grows and grows and grows. And uh, you see a lot of South Asian um, uh, families, like they'll get the large house yeah. and, and everybody lives in that house. And it's this big communal setup where the idea of uh, one of their children kind of getting married and going off to their, you know, set up their own little unit, they're like, whoa, what do you know? What are you talking about? Like, what about the grandkids? Yeah. You live a five-minute drive away from me. <laughs> this is unacceptable. Whereas, you, you know, it, is that a good thing or a bad thing that we're just like, meh, yeah, you're on your own now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I just thought I'd make that point. Thanks. That was great. Yeah, good. So anyways, back to your... <laughs> <laughs> back to your stuff so and it was it, I, i've got a situation like that with uh a good a good friend of mine uh same thing that the parents didn't really get along with his uh future wife to the point where his mom didn't show up to the wedding and then that was it that relationship oh, the was 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 oh ooh, here we go it sounds like a story <laughs> but yet the the siblings still keep in touch and i always think it's got to be tough for the one sibling who's still on good terms with uh, mom and dad and still keeping a relationship with uh, his brother who hasn't talked to them in 15 years. It's got to be, it's got to be tough, right? That, that in the middle spot, which would have been you. Yeah. So, you know, this was, so don't worry, I'll get back to the wedding, but okay. So at, at, at one point I remember it was just, it was so bad between my parents and him. I'm just like, dude, until you can get your shit together with, with my parents, like I'm, uh, I'm siding with them basically. And, and I'm done. Like call me when you're willing to be a grown up with my parents. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I see where you're coming from, but it's also, I can see why, whether it's right or wrong, he would be like, well, everybody's abandoning me now. Right. Not the right way to look at it, but yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. Sort of, he did sort of force his hand. And when you do that, someone's not going to be like, Wow, I see the light now. I can't imagine, like, especially like you, right? Like, like someone being like, "Whoa!" Like Luke Solo doesn't want to be in my life anymore. You'd think that would shock them into action. But, you, you think? But no, no, no. <laughs> anyway, it wasn't. There was there was no. Uh, there didn't. I couldn't find a way to talk him into finding some kind of act. You know taking some kind of proper action. So. That's also got to be tough too from his position, right? Because you've got your your side of the story, right? You've got your 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 case that you're presenting and you're only going to be able to plead that case on the very limited interactions that you're going to have with the with your brother. He goes home and and he lives with the other lawyer who's, you know, pleading that case all the time. It's just it's a tough spot for him to be in, right? And you've seen that so many times where someone in the family, you know, partners up and there's uh, an issue with that partner and his family. They're always going to side with the partner, right or wrong, you know? Oh, totally. It's tough. That's a tough one. 
It it is. Um, but that the pattern is repeated on her side. So she hasn't talked to her mom in a decade or so. Okay. And like this, they're, they're are they very, still together? Yeah, they are. Because yeah. there's they literally have no one else in their life. <laughs> they have two kids. Their their entire fo- you know funny on a family episode. Their entire focus is that family. They have no friends outside of really? anything. Yeah, they're just a very weird, highly entitled mindset. Mm. Like very heavy union oriented. Of well, you know company's lucky I work for them and I should get everything for this and blah 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 and you know um I deserve this and well you gave birth to me so you owe me and blah 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 okay. like that kind of that kind of mindset yeah, yeah, of, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean I and you. it's just I hear you it, it has it's been like that f- forever like that's kind of why we didn't really click was yeah. growing up as he just felt like he deserved things and you know he shouldn't have to work hard for things because it just should come because he is who he is, which is which nobody, is, right? Yeah, which is... I wonder when that generational mindset began. Because I don't think you and I... I don't have that. ...have that, right? And we, you know, we're of the same vintage, and he's older than us. I just wonder where... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's a generational thing or just a random yeah. dumbass thing. Yeah, I guess. But So t- tell me about the... Tell me about the wedding. It felt like there was a story there. Oh, the wedding. Yeah. So they, they got married at 22. He would have been 22. She would have been 21. So pretty pretty young. And the wedding was like it, you know, almost always is very heavily on the bride's side planned and all that stuff. I'm raising my hand because yep. I'm going to veer off course here. At 21, fuck, that's young. That's really young. What would you say if one of your boys, you know... Met a girl, they've been dating for a year and a bit, and they're in that same age group, 20, 21. They're like, we're getting married. Would you just be like, fuck it, I can't, I can't say no. I can't tell them it's a bad idea because all that's going to do is what you said earlier. It's going to drive them together. What would, would you just kind of say, okay, son, you know, uh, best of luck to you? Or would you try to sit them down and have that very difficult tightrope conversation to navigate of hey maybe don't get married i'm not saying don't break uh, you know break up you know obviously like move in together and don't have kids uh but <laughs> you know just give yourself some time to mature and grow before you make a, a very a very life-altering decision yeah um yeah that the conversation would be like the conversations i have with my kids now which is very much a uh, <clears throat> open questioning conversation. Be like, oh, okay, so you're planning on getting married at 21. You know, it's your first girlfriend, uh, or boyfriend, or boyfriend, whatever. Um, let's think back three years ago. How different are you now from three years ago? Right, and then go. Okay, so now let's fast forward three years. Do you think you're going to be the same person? Three years from now, how different do you think you'll be? If you think there's going to be that much change in three years, do you want to make a for life commitment now? Like it would just be a very, mm-hmm. I have very open ended conversations with my boys to, to make sure they own their decisions. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, it, if he ends up, if we have a big conversation and he's still like, no, this is what I want to do. 
fuck, fill your boots, man. I'll yeah. support you. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to make your own mistakes. What if she was awful? <laughs> uh, how and in what way? Uh, so, I mean, every interaction that you've had, she puts no effort into giving of herself to make a connection with the future in-laws, you know, very withdrawn. The longer the relationship's gone on, the more you can see him drifting away from his, from, you know, his family to the point where it's like, you know, I just, I've been talking to Debbie and Debbie always says that you guys are never really supportive of me. have never been supportive of me. And like, it's just that kind of shit. Like, what would you, what would you do? <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would, I would still have the same kind of conversation. Like, okay, so. Fuck you and your conversations, dad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like being introspective. <laughs> uh, yeah. I just want to be fun employed like you. Who doesn't? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, sorry. I got off track. Uh, actually, here, here's another off track question. What do you think is a good age to get married? And how long do you think you should be in a relationship before you know it, it's the right time to get married asking for a friend? <laughs> 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 no, all seriousness, like all, all joking aside, uh, like w- what do you think? Like 30? Do you think you should get married before 30? I think it's, it's different by... Uh, by person and what your kind of life plans are. So it, to me, you if, fucking politician. Yeah. No, I'm not. It, if you'd listen. So, I mean, some people, uh, they've, they set their aspirations early, right? So, yeah. yep. Hey, you know what? I'm in, in grade 10 and I want to be a firefighter. And, you know, in grade 11, they start a junior firefighter program and whatever. And so by the time you're out of high school, you're already a firefighter and you're like, You've hit the stride running. That that's what you want to do. And I've always wanted to live in Quinell, BC, and random, but yeah, well, whatever. Like you know what I mean. So I got my transfer there, and so statement no one has ever said. <laughs> Can't even spell it. Um, but you know what I mean. Like yeah, yeah. And it's they've already know. So to me, that per and you know, I met my girlfriend in grade twelve, and she wants similar thing and whatever. It's like, well, fuck, maybe you guys should go for it. If they're like, oh, I want to go to university and I want to, you know, start a career and whatever and university is going to take at least four years, blah, 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 blah. Then I think you're looking at 30. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. it's just, you're just going through so many changes and so many different experiences and everything is so open-ended that uh, I don't think anyone below the age of 29, 28 uh, is really settled mentally enough. Yeah, fair, enough. fair enough. Good answer. Good answer. Now, finally get backtrack. Yeah. Tell me about the wedding. Oh, the wedding. So the wedding. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Need to drink yeah, a, yeah, no, a Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> this, this is weird. Your throat's going to be, uh, your vocal cords going to be worn out oh, after this one, right? A horse tomorrow. <laughs> um, so the wife's planning, his wife's planning the wedding or as, as is normal and their family, the wife's family has a big part in it of course. Um, but we, we get to the wedding and there's literally no accommodations for the groom side. Like one, uh, I think my parents had to fight to get invited. What? Like, and be able to invite people. Like it was, she just put all the invites out for all her, 
friends yeah. and her parents' friends, and there was no accommodation for, well, my parents want to invite close family friends or whatever, right? So we ended up kind of fighting to be just... Can we come? Her par- Yeah, like my mom and dad, me, my girlfriend at the time, and my two of my grandparents. Uh, that was... That was all that we were, and this is a wedding of hundred something people, <laughs> and so it's like, okay, yay, we got an invite, so we show up, and normally it's like you got you with the groom side or the bride side, right? And and you pick. It's like, well, and then the the immediate family is usually up front. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just random people sitting up front or whatever. We had to go back and like, well. Where the fuck are we supposed to sit? Yeah. Well, well, wherever you find a seat. Well, how about no? <laughs> you know, because that the bride side was all like nicely yeah, lined yeah, up, yeah, on that. Yeah. and so we had to like basically kick out the people in the front pew and and sit. So then we said, and then we go. To so the you reception. made it about you guys. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally un, unreasonable, with you, unreasonable with you. accommodation. Yeah. Right? And then we get to the reception, and same thing. Like, there's no table for us. There's, yeah. no, there's no. It's not. Like all the other tables are seated, there's no table for us. It, that was the same way at my at my brother's uh, wedding. Um, funny story, my mom couldn't make it not because she didn't want to be there, but it was because uh, it's a story for another time. But yeah. I I was pretty much the only family member for for the groom, and we were like table fifteen. Yeah, like way back off in the corner, and it was like, yeah, yeah, it's nice to see where where you slot in, but but there there wasn't even table like. We had to get the cater, yeah, the function to go grab another table, get some chairs, and set it up for us. <laughs> like it's just a fucking shit show. And you know that was uh, that was intentional, right? You know that was just a little yeah. Mm. So well, you know, I mean, if you think about it, a little bit of family turmoil, a little bit of uh, you know, interesting backstory. I thought it was going to be. As you stated, everybody's happy and we all love each other. No. So there's a little bit like a little bit family's kind of bullshit. Like mom and mom and dad are good, but you know Yeah, I mean, and it's I think being being um adopted, I've always had the blood doesn't matter thing, right? So to me it's like I've always had that concept of ah, you know, family air quotes or tightness is earned not not given right and so yeah. my parents earned it and i've always thought of some of my closest friends more like you know brothers sisters than which which ones the um no which, one which here friend, uh, no one that you know uh but okay. but really close to me so anyone close to me would know them um <laughs> but you know what i mean like it just yeah that's what i do <laughs> <laughs> there that's much more family-esque to me yeah yeah no fair enough that's good that's but good. it's it's funny now having three boys and like of course you want them every parent wants the ideal scenario of oh you know they'll be in their 20s out drinking together and having a good time and watching each other's back and you know, that kind of i thing. i mean it's obviously different now that your your boys are are older but i've always found them whenever i'm there they like i mean your oldest now is kind of he's He's, I don't think I've seen him in two years. He's been completely isolated <laughs> yeah. in front of his computer. He's a full teenager. But uh, they, 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 they've always seemed to kind of be a, a clan. Is that not? Uh... Yeah, no, I I think they are. They're still young enough uh, that, like, youngest is nine, middle is 12. Um, 
at that age, I was probably still playing with my brother yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like I'm not reading into it like, oh, they'll all be together forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you, you just know, want a healthy respect. You always hope for that, exactly. Right? Like a healthy, like, hey, like, you know, if you ever need someone to turn to, you've got that. You know, you've got that shared history, and yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's what you. That's what I want, and you know, if some of them aren't friends later on because they don't click or get along uh, in a certain way. So, okay, I'll understand it. It would suck, but I'd understand. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I guess what we just try to instill in our kids is that it's completely unconditional between mom and I and them. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, yeah, you know, uh, some of my boys have more friends than others and are just out generally wired to have more friends than others. Right? And I think that's, you're, you're naturally going to see the separation of them as they get into those teen totally. years and everything. But uh, I, I think what will, it's just my opinion, what will always have them come back and you guys will always have that family unit is I feel that uh, you and especially your wife have, have really fostered that family atmosphere. And I don't know, again, I'm not on social media, but whenever I text you, whenever, you know, I'm like, hey, what's going on? It always seems like you guys are doing something together. It seems like you guys make a concerted effort to do things together and, and and even the times when you know uh i'll be over and uh they'll all be on their devices and how many times i've come into the living room and they're all like side by side like it's still yeah. it's still together right it's funny so. from a i mean we're we're a house full of introverts right so for us being together doesn't mean we're necessarily talking and singing mm-hmm. oh my wife's on the piano and i'm yeah. on the guitar like it's just us being in the <laughs> i really want to come over for one of those <laughs> that'll never happen uh but we're to us if you're on a book or a device but we're still on the couch and maybe our knees are touching or something that's together still for that us. sounds like, nice we're yeah, on we... the couch that's really nice. <laughs> I just put that my foot on really his knee, nice. and it was it. I felt the closeness. That's yeah, funny. I'm gonna need to go fucking disinfect now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I was saying, like, we just try to drive home that you know, if friendship does matter, and you should be looking for quality in friendship because mm-hmm. it's it's extremely important. Um, but just remember that you've always got, you know, the how the home whoever's in there to that's come safe space there. which is yeah. very very important and when we when we talked about uh you know my history and you know when i i realized that i i didn't have that that family that was always going to be there at that ripe old age of, of 15 it's a very naked feeling totally. of like there's no i can go here and it's safe so and i don't think your kids are ever going to have an issue with that hope not i mean as we try to drive it no and 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 boys you've always got home what's most important buddy when we have a conversation you know coming home to the family like that's that's where i can always come home yeah exactly like we're your true north if you ever get lost just come back here you got you know we got your back yeah man i think honestly i think you guys do an amazing job and i this is going to sound corny but uh i always looked to you, I, mean, I don't think I've ever told you this, but I've always watched you and how you interact with your boys, and I've always felt that you've been pretty—I uh, I don't know—a pretty good example of how someone should boy shepherd their children. And I've—I've—I've I've, I've looked to you as a, an example and uh, continue to. Um, and yeah, I, in my opinion, I think you guys—I think you guys are nailing it. You, oh, thanks, so for you, family is is not necessarily bullshit, especially your own. So yeah. 
Um, I don't like being that sappy. Uh, I kind of wish I had a quick burn on you <laughs> to kind of steer out of that. But what do you? What else do you want to touch on as far as as far as family goes? Um, not much else. Yeah, I, can, I, that was, I, I think it's a good wrap. I think up we covered point. a lot. Yeah, 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 it's good. So, um, again, if you guys uh, have anything that you would like to input as far as family goes, uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter, and that's at Good Life Midlife One. Sorry, I've got so many other podcasts going on. I can't remember all the uh, all the. Why don't you plug some of the other podcasts? No, I'm not oh, allowed to. I'm not exactly. allowed to. Uh, or you can follow our hosts. You're Luke Solo seventy three, and I am. Uh, which one is it now? At DJ Echo thirty five. Mm. And do you know what you want to do next? I have an idea what I'd like to do next. I have no idea. Uh, death of our fathers. I think that would be a good oh, one. As we... the family thing. Well, it's not really family. It's, I guess we're touching on you know. Uh, another big part of midlife or life a life everyone's gonna have to get through and that's the uh generally the passing of your parents before your time we can yes we can possibly talk about that we'll we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll give it some further thought okay. so uh on that note uh yeah thanks for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon later so many questions you make me look in your eyes you're usually doing all the talking all the goddamn fucking time you say to me don't talk too much you use me like i'm a tool after some time now i've realized we're a combo crew and i need you i guess you'd say i'm average in almost every way i guess you'd say i'm unremarkable I'm just completely average when it comes to my height And I'm also so totally average in my weight and also my looks as well In my music skills and lack of accomplishments But this time I realize we're a combo crew and I need you I guess you'd say I'm mediocre in almost every way I guess you'd say I'm unremarkable I'm so unremarkable. Holy fuck, I'm boring. If I was a color, I'd be beige. Actually, that's basically my skin tone. Oh.